My name is Joel Natale. This is a program that's dedicated to advancing the narrative of the Erie region. And if you're going to try to advance the narrative, you might as well be embedded in the region. So that's why we're here. And we're so thankful to Erie Promotions and uh, Expos for allowing us to broadcast live from the uh, Erie Sport and Travel Expo. We have with us Pete Natale, my big brother, Pete. And Dan Geary online. <laughs> And Shaney Bills, my producer. I am here. Uh, yes. I am, we're here. That, that I'm invisible, like, but I am that, here. That was a very uh, who, Whoville kind of thing. We're here. We're here. We're, we're here. here. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're going to have some guests on this hour. We're going to have Bobby Hart, who is a long-range shooting expert, and we'll just hear some hunting stories and some, uh, some tips uh, for hunters, and also... Uh, we have some friends coming from Fish USA, who's uh, you know have really turned a um, it, uh, an amazing business out of something that started in their founder's garage. You know, again, you take a passion, right? Like, hey, we love the fish, and you know, and 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 uh, there was an internet business there, and not only an internet business, but they have this beautiful showroom and uh, bricks and mortar facility out in Fairview. And they're here, uh, uh, large and in charge inside the exhibit hall here at the Bayfront Convention Center for the Sport and Travel Expo. We do encourage you to come on out and say hello. We've got our T-shirts available for sale. Pick up a program schedule. You could sign up to win uh, Erie Bayhawks tickets. I've got a four-pack get uh, given away tonight. And every night of this of the uh, of the expo here, and uh, you know, say hi. Let's take a picture. I'm excited to, uh, at what Bowana Jim's Wildlife Show um, is doing there. Now, this guy, I saw him on television earlier today, um, and uh, he's got the snakes and the owls and all kinds of varmints, you know, that he's. Uh, He's exhibiting and having fun with so uh, lots of stuff for the kids to enjoy here at the uh, at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. And so yeah, we hope that you'll be part. Pete. So he he has like large snakes, George. Uh, no, I they they think they're reasonably sized. You know, um, uh, the the uh, um, yeah they they're they're. There's nothing that's going to be too large. You know. Yeah. Do you remember uh, being at a F- not an FCCM convention, uh, NAB convention or something, and uh, a guy had a snake. At the convention. At the convention, a large one, and it was on the floor. He put it on the floor, slithering around, and this woman is walking through the convention center. She looks down and totally freaked out at this yeah, I think I think they're pretty funny. much under control here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it but, wasn't but, quite uh, you, attacker, you, but... you, Well, no, but you go to a um, what do you call it? You go to a broadcasting convention and you don't expect to see yeah. a snake. Well, you know who was there? The the guy on Mutual of Omaha. Oh, Wild Kingdom. Yeah, yeah not the older one. Not the Marlon Perkins. Not but, Marlon um, Perkins, but the guy who yeah, took the guy over. who he was there. I him. met him. Yeah. He was uh, he was yeah. awesome. I asked him if the snake had any claws. And he turned the snake over and showed me what he said were the remnants of legs. Oh, wow. Yes. Ask this guy the same question. We'll have to ask about that. Hey, um, you've you've 
barely done some hunting, but you used to go to hunting camp yes. every year. I, I killed one deer in my okay. life. So share that story. It was you got a buck, yeah, yeah. And, and we're talking well, what early seventies, mid seventies? Uh, no, no, yeah, later seventies because okay. I was already married, and um, so I'm up at a tree stand, and it's almost time to stop hunting, and right below my stand. I believe it was three deer, two doe, and the buck. The two doe go out first to be the sacrificial lambs, right? And the buck, you know. But the buck stays there right at the bottom of my tree stand until they're all clear, right? He walks out into this opening. I mean, I my gun jammed, number one. He heard it. He's looking around, put another shell in, and I took him down with one shot. He he didn't bolt, though, when no, the gun no, jammed? No, he, no, he just kind of froze when he wow. heard the noise yeah. and uh, put him down one shot right through the heart. He actually circled back and fell right at close to the base of a right? tree. So. Uh, there was no way that I was going to gut him. Yeah. A, a friend, a friend, an old friend came and he did the dirty work. But uh, yeah, one time. And then we tried to drag him out of the woods. Totally impossible. So what did you end up doing? Well, somebody came down with a vehicle. Oh, with like a four-wheeler? Yeah, with a okay. four-wheeler. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, the whole experience. And um, Well, it's gotten very different now because um, I think I think one of the things that we'll, we'll have to ask uh, our friend um, Bobby Hart is, uh, at least in this area, there's a lot of landowners that, that post- Right. their land and yeah. so you can't really um hunt there and or, or unless you pay the landowner right. or in and the uh what is it the the state game lands are kind of over overworked this is, this was a true forest deer yeah um you know we hunt we stayed at a hunting camp and with an outhouse and um you know the whole nine yards and there were a lot of us who hunted. I think about four of us bagged a deer the first day. I was say our brother-in-law Mike used to get oh, a deer pretty much like every Like he year. goes every year. Yeah, I. It, it, he's got know. his children and his his. He's got his sons-in-law and his grandsons all Hunting. in that uh, deal yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you really. You really have to enjoy it, obviously. Me, right. I'd rather go eat carbonara on the streets of Rome. <laughs> that that has that's more your of an part appeal. of sport and travel. <laughs> oh, is the man. travel whoever part? Killed huh? that, whoever killed that pig for that, that for guanciale? That <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you know what? There, it's a it's a super part of the quality of life here. Being able to get out on the water or go to your favorite fishing hole or, you know, um, you know, wade in places like Walnut Creek and Elk Creek and, and, and fish for, uh, you know, those, those, uh, great streams and mm. people come all over the country to, right. to, to, uh, enjoy our life. fishery here in Lake Erie. Of course, it costs a little extra to fish the Lake Erie fishery because you got to get that stamp on your fishing license as well mm. but it's worth it because of the the quality of the fishing experience and so we'll um uh, hope to hear uh, more stories about that from our friends from fish usa right. so we are live from the bayfront convention center I do want to share that you know it's more than just hunting
it's more than just hunting and fishing. It is a uh, it, it's 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 truly um, um, you know uh, other other options that you have, which is um, um, you know like climbing on a rock wall. They have that for the kids, right? Uh, they've got. Uh, um, of course, they've got live fishing in the trout pond. They've got all kinds of um, four-wheelers and tractors. And, um, you know, and then there's, like, uh, you know, really, really well-done decoys that you can, uh, you know, take a look at. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of people, including uh, investment firms and, wow. and uh, you know, e communications firms. The NRA is here, and uh, of course, mm -hmm. the Fish and Boat Commission and the Game Commission and Pennsylvania DCNR, the the, the natural resources, the state parks are here, and of course, um, if uh, you didn't happen to get to the RV show, there's RVs that you can take a look at here at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. We are live from uh, the uh, Bayfront Convention Center, and uh, yeah, uh, and then. And then again, all these different uh, um, different shows and different exhibits, like uh, Jim Beverly, the Retriever Trainer, and and uh, I've seen some of the dogs. I mean, there's more dogs at this event than I've seen in a long time, and they're so gorgeous, so much fun. And so, uh, if uh, you if you love dogs, you're gonna enjoy this uh, event. On until eight o'clock tonight. 10 until 8 tomorrow, and 10 until 4 o'clock on Sunday. And, uh, again, we'll be here all weekend, so you can come by and say hello. We do want you, just a little program note, we want you to make sure that you're getting caught up on our podcast. We're trying to get them caught up to you. And uh, so uh, we, we had the small business uh, podcast go up uh, today, kind of a day or two late right now. It's not... Anybody else's fault except mine? Just, just a capacity issue. The but, buck uh, stops here. Yeah, the buck stops here. So yeah, I can't. Uh, but yeah, that's co that's coming up. And um, you know, uh, you know more. You know, we'll get we'll get the um, the program about Erie's public schools on the podcast later today for sure. Once we get it, once we catch our breath, we'll do that as well. And we've got uh, the other ones that we've got, uh, Shane. We've got uh, as far as podcasts go. Wednesday was the um, all about the ladies. Uh, the, yeah, Wednesday. the women, the women in yeah. leadership. And then yesterday um, we we had the Black History Month program, which was very uh, very uh, informative and exciting. So yeah, lots uh, lots of uh, content available. If you can't hear it live on the radio, you can catch it on our website at talkerie.com. Uh, just click on the podcast button. And, again, there's breaking news that happens uh, all the time here at Talk Erie. And so make sure that you're catching up with that news by signing up for our weekly News Digest. Click on the, uh, the News Digest sign-up uh, button that's on the top of our screen. And that's the way that you get uh, uh, enrolled to win prizes here from TalkErie.com. That's how we do it. So uh, sometimes we do a Facebook contest. And one of these days, Shaney, I tell you what, we're going to do the great Erie News Trivia Quiz. I just can't get it together uh, uh, yet. We'll get there. It's it, Talk about capacity issues. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know how to do a quiz. So I'd have to. Well, you know, let's out. let's run down the staff of this radio station. <laughs> okay, we've got 
Joel Natale, and we got Shady Bills. Yeah. The erstwhile Shady Bills. <laughs> and lots of help from other yes. friends uh, from the WCTL staff and uh, from our uh, cadre helping us out. Right, right, Pete? Amen. Yeah. Hey, you're going to let me tell my fish story? Um, Let me go to break. And yeah, sure. So we'll... Hey, a fish story is coming up <laughs> as we're live from the Bayfront Convention Center at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. If you kind of want to know what's happening tonight at the Sport and Travel Expo, uh, right now it's like getting close to 4.30. And um, up at 5.30 is a Tactics to Hunting Big Bucks consistently. This is Ken Hamill. He is from Mountain Hollow Game Calls. And so that's um, coming up at 5.30 as a hunting seminar. At 6.30, Bobby Hart will be talking about long-range shooting. And, uh, and the fishing side, um, right now there's an on-the-water sonar event. But coming up at 5.30 is Presque Smallmouth Bass from a kayak. And that's Dave Omer, who's going to present that. Of course, Bawana Jim has got his wildlife show ongoing throughout the event. The retriever trainer, Jim Beverly, is here. And, of course, there's all kinds of activities and things for kids and for adults to see and do. Seeing a lot of kids, it's kind of fun to, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's definitely a lifestyle, outdoor right, living right. and things. So, Pete, I understand that. You're an amazing fisherman. Oh, Not really. Huh? I, I was so amazing, I retired at a, a very young age. <laughs> you retired uh, undefeated and untied. <laughs> First of all, I have to say, every time you say Bobby Hart, you know, there was a songwriting team from the 60s. Yeah, uh, Ro uh, Ro Rogers and Hart. No, Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Oh, okay. Tommy Boyce, Danny, he's not on uh, yeah, he's anymore. On right but, yeah. yeah, they wrote a lot of songs for the Monkees. So oh, is that I'm right? Sure, I'm okay. sure this isn't that Bobby Hart. No, I'm but, sure it's not. All right, so for my fishing story. So as I was telling you, uh, our dad bought uh, Brother Angelo and I, you know, probably uh, bottom-of-the-line fishing. Yeah, Zepco, <laughs> Zepco, Kmart, Kmart level. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There wasn't a Kmart. Kresge. Kresge level. Kresge or Grant. And, and again, back then, those were probably oh, made were, not bad. They were not fine, bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, we would go down State Street, um, not to the dock, but just before the dock, just south of the dock, there was like a bridge of sorts, and we would fish off this bridge. So how high was this bridge? Well, I mean, when I say bridge, uh, you know, I think the water flowed underneath it from one side okay. of, you know, the bay to the other. But you said boats could get under the bridge? I, you know, I'm going to take that back. I'm not right. sure they could, but I water was flowing under State it's Street. It's like an access point. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. So anyway, so we're fishing there, and, you know, you would feel something nibble on your bait. <laughs> and so what I did, I yanked my pole. And I caught something, right? So I reel it in, and here I had caught the fish right in its body, not oh. its mouth, like in its body. Yeah. I don't know how I uh, yeah, just did that. but So anyway, reel him in, you know, we take him home, and he's still alive. Mm -hmm. He's in a pail of water or something. So I don't know if you remember this. Mom had this great big tin uh, container that she kept homemade bread in. Well, we filled that up with water and put the fish in there. And he's swimming around, right? Oh, my. So, Ange and I go out of town to Pittston, 
and leave the fish in the container that slowly leaks out the water. Oh, my goodness. And the fish ultimately dies. Dad doesn't know. It's in the, it's in the basement. Mm-hmm. He starts to smell the smell. Dead fish. <laughs> oh There's the fish that we... Ch- in the basement. <laughs> That's my one and only fish story. Oh, my Josh. word. Oh, my word. I don't even know what it was. It, yeah, right. It was, it, you know, a little small fish. Crazy. So, you know, we were accomplished fishermen. You you were indeed. Should have yeah. stuck with it. Well, there, and there he is. Why don't you go say hello to him? I'll, I'll keep Dave things Omer. going here. Dave Omer. It's the <laughs> this is, this Dave is, this Omer. This is live radio. And this is the Dave Omer. OMG. Who knew? Who who knew who knew he was who knew he was as famous as he really is? How are you, Dave? Now I, I wanna say hello to you and I, I I'm filling some time here and uh, I hear that you're presenting today. We're like we saw you on the, the roster. I'm like, is that the same Dave Omer we know? Uh, talking about smallmouth bass from a kayak? Yes. Yeah, I've got, I've been blessed here the last few years to get involved in kayak angling, kind of just slid into it uh, with uh, an, a chance occasion. I was on the river with my cousin, and he was fishing, and I wasn't. And the next week, I took a fishing pole, and for crying out loud, a smallmouth hit, and I've been hooked, literally. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right, boy. So, so the man uh, of many puns. Well, you got to be punny if you're not funny. <laughs> oh, jeez. <All> right. <laughs> Yes, this is the Dave Omer we know. Yeah, this is the Dave Omer that we know. All right, so explain this to me now. Um, Are you on the bay or on the lake? Uh, Both. Uh, But in the spring, the smallmouth are going to come into the bay. Uh, They like the shallows and whatnot to to spawn, and it gets a little bit competitive on their end as far as the choice spots. And uh, there's a lot of different uh, areas with the right rock structure on on the base of the 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 floor of the bay and things and it, it just it gets crazy now how uh, how big are these bass um typically you're out there you know you're catching 15 16 17 inch bass but every once in a while you get into something that's 20 21 22 inches long that that's and that's pretty that's a sizable meal there it's a fight <laughs> yeah and we're, and we're doing these what's called a uh, uh a finesse presentation where when they hit the bait, it's just it's just still, and they tap on it lightly. It feels like a bluegill. Uh-huh. Then you set the hook, and then the, the rod just bends in half, and you're like, whoa, oh, big fish. My. That's the fun. And then on a kayak, you're not in a motorboat. Yeah, you, you, it's, how, it's how much, um, you know, how much leverage do you have in that kayak? Well, the kayak moves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it'll drag your kayak a little bit, huh? It, it, it'll drag you. There's guys down south that'll hook into a shark, and it'll take them half a mile, oh a mile, two God. miles oh down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're going to try to do that next December. Like, it'll be fun. So so what do you what do you teach in your seminar? Well, I'm here with the kayak anglers. Uh, luckily, I've I'm, I'm been fortunate enough to, to uh, be included on the Bonafide Kayak Factory team, and... Uh, what that's giving me an opportunity to uh, do presentations like this. So we're going to be sharing a little bit of information here uh, about kayaking, how easy it's to get into it, and just the, the fun part. It's, it's the people you meet on a kayak uh, that's a lot of fun. I'm not really much into the competition stuff. I gave that up years back. But it's just that I've, I've met some really, really great people through the kayaks and some of the strongest friendships I've had. And you were kind of always a... Uh, a pretty big hunter, right? I mean, you guys would go out 
quite a bit, didn't you? Oh, yeah. But, you know, it just takes a couple of times you find some ticks on you where it's like, you know, uh, this stuff in the woods is not what it's cut up to be. And it's just uh, the hunting is more of a solo type of thing where you're getting into the, the whole thing, you know, archery and whatnot. But this whole fishing thing, it's, a, it's like an extended family. So, Brandon from Fish USA. Yay. How's it going, guys? America's Tackle Shop. I got that right, right? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, uh, let me give an explanation of, of why we're talking to Brandon from Fish USA, because we are at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo, where it's hunting and fishing and all kinds of fun things that you do in the great outdoors. And, uh, of course, uh, Fish USA is this pretty epic uh, um, you know, local business, right, that is uh, is is serving people really internationally now brandon isn't it uh yes sir we're uh, we have a large um online retailer presence um in the united states and internationally at this point so yeah i mean so uh anything that has to do with fishing from rods and reels and lures and uh tackle boxes to are, are you are you into the well you're you're the kayak expert so obviously kayaks are part of the mix right yeah, my specialty is uh, I'm the kayak fishing specialist at Fish USA, and I, I love the bass fish, and that's I go hand-in-hand hand with that. Um, and we serve a lot of uh, Great Lakes trolling in that, in that um, specialty as well. All right, so let's, exp- let's kind of explain as best as you can. Help me understand, you know, fishing uh, in Lake Erie versus fishing in at Walnut Creek and the creeks as, as opposed to like fishing at, uh, in the Kinzu reservoir at Pymatoon. Are those all like different approaches? Would you say? Yeah. Every body of water has a different approach that you will take and different tactics that you will use, um, in rivers and creeks, you're fishing primarily shallower water. Um, and when you get into reservoirs such as Pymatooming, um, Kinzu, it's deeper bodies of water um, that average around 20 feet around this uh, the great the Erie area, um, and it, you you definitely approach it a lot different, and you use different tactics and techniques to um, whether you're fishing for bass, panfish, um, or right at Walnut Creek, like you mentioned, a lot of um, people in the fall fish for um, steelhead. Right, and that that draws people from across the country, is it? Yes, steelhead is a huge deal. Yeah, we have a lot of people um, come and visit the Fish USA Pro Shop from Pittsburgh, West Virginia, all the way down into Kentucky, and that sort of thing for steelhead. All right, so um, so how does that compare? You know, I'm thinking about your typical internet uh, 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 person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean. Fishing at one of the TVA reservoirs would be similar to, you know, down in Tennessee or Georgia, be similar to fishing Kinzu, but would it be different species that they're going for, or, um, or is it all the same kind of? It's a lot of the time it's um, the same. Um, when you get down into the southern states, um, they have different strains of bass. So you're looking at um, spotted bass and calico bass. Um, as to where up here we have primarily largemouth and smallmouth yeah. with your uh, variety of panfish. And, and what Fish USA kind of brings to the table are all these experts about all these different ways of, of fishing and different fish, right? I mean, yeah, Fish USA, we have experts um, in everything from trolling to pan fishing to bass fishing and salmon and steelhead fishing. Um, just with our location, it has helped a lot with 
being able to um, have a lot of great steelhead fishermen and great walleye fishermen as well. All right, before we get into the the uh, um, we have Brandon by the way from Fish USA, and if you uh, I don't have. I don't have the phones available today. I apologize, but uh, if you do have a question for Brandon, we could you could send an email to me right now at uh, 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 Joel at com, and we'll we'll ask him for you. But I do want to ask about getting your kids involved with fishing. Like, what what are some of the initial steps to get a young one involved with fishing? Um, make sure they're having fun with it. Um, definitely introduce them to it at an early age but make sure they're they're going to have fun um, don't put a lot of pressure on them catching fish right away and just teach them the great outdoors that's one thing that i've uh trying to help promote um especially with fish usa is there are a lot of kids and teenagers that are starting to getting the fishing and getting into the outdoors and one way to do that is expose them at an early age and just go out there and have fun and and Show them what it's all about. So, so that Hello Kitty uh, rod and reel that they pick up at the department store, will that get anything, or do they need to kind of at least have something that could actually catch a fish? Um, the Hello Kitty style of rod. <laughs> I, I just uh, wanted you to say that. I'm sorry. It definitely can. Um, <laughs> it can handle those big fish. Um, one story is, is my grandmother works wow. down at Walnut Creek, and there was a gentleman that pulled in an eight-pound walleye with one of those kitty pools oh that his gosh. daughter hooked, and he, he caught it on that. I mean, it's just spectacular. That's incredible. The technology behind it nowadays. And wow. um, as, you, as you're as you progressing and fishing for more species, um, there's definitely a variety of techniques and rods and reels um, that you can get into. Um, but all you need is a rod, a reel, some line, hooks, and go out there and just have a good time. Tell, tell me about, you know, the... And again, you got to understand. I have. I'm just so not not in my wheelhouse here. So I, I'm just asking you super basic questions because yeah, I'm sure course. there's people that uh, you know are like me that grew up in Little Italy and you know just never had the experience. But um, the, the I'm, I'm thinking about uh, you know the big trout uh, stock. I mean, it's like a big news event when we you know when they fill the. The creek and what what time of year? That's usually in the spring, right? Um, yeah, usually the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission do a stocking um, in in March, um, and then usually the second weekend of April they do a larger trout stocking, and then on that Friday and then that next Saturday will be the opening day of trout. And uh, what do you need to get trout? Um, to to, a to catch of, a trout. A lot of people use um, just bobbers and, and worms or minnows. Mm. Um, if you wanted to get more technique-specific, uh, you could use spinners. Um, there's a great lure called the trout magnet um, and a lot of uh, different variety of uh, bug imitations work as well. That's cool. We're talking to Brandon from Fish USA. And, uh, again, all of, this is the kind of stuff that you stock. In How many square feet do you have out in Fairview? Oh, um, it's like it's it's thirty ish thousand. It's thirty about thirty thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're on March 9th going to be opening our kayak fishing outpost. Um, that is a retail space at Fish USA dedicated strictly to kayak fishing. All right. So uh, we just talked to Dave Omer. He's giving a presentation. He's an old friend of ours. Um, but talk about this idea of kayak fishing. That's 
because here's the deal, Brandon, there's a lot of people that have kayaks, you know, that use that just for the cardiovascular part of that. And what you're saying is, you know what, take your rod and reel and your tackle box, right? Yeah, so um, a lot of people have the recreational kayaks, and that's actually what I started fishing in. Um, And it just evolves over time. Um, Anything to get you on the water, just bring a rod, a reel, and some variety of baits and some worms or whatever you prefer to use, and that'll get you on the water to catch fish. So are, are, where, where are the, the really hot spots? It, like Dave was talking about both the bay and the lake. Are we talking the lagoons? I mean, I think about where people go on a kayak in Lake Erie, and it's like along that Beach 11 tip and, and so on. Go ahead. Yeah, right along the Beach 11 tip, Seagull Point, um, it's a great place for smallmouth fishing in the early spring. It's almost like a flat that a lot of people will go and fish. Um, but it's also a great place and a great resource to bird watch, um, to enjoy the sunrise, sunset, um, and all that. Wow. Brandon, I appreciate, you know, you kind of explaining this, this stuff for us. And, uh, uh, what's it like being here? Uh, you know, what do you look forward to coming to the sport and travel expo? Um, just meeting all of the anglers around the region and all the people who might be looking to get into kayak fishing or fishing in general and just answering their questions and kind of steering them into the direction that um, to get out there and catch fish. Yeah. All right. I really appreciate you being with us. Uh, we've been talking to Brandon from Fish USA as we are live from the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. And uh, any, any uh, you do any uh, uh, ice fishing out there? Uh, this year I have not done any ice fishing, um, but in the past years I have. Yeah. Uh, have you? Yep. Uh, any any good stories to tell there? Not many. Unfortunately. <laughs> I was uh, just cold, right? Just really cold. I was lucky enough when uh, Erie had the cold spell a few weeks ago. I uh, was actually kayak fishing in Florida, so I was lucky <laughs> enough to uh, escape the uh, frozen tundra that we have that we're blessed to have. Oh my goodness! That was a better choice, Brandon, <laughs> by far. And it's the Sport and Travel Expo that we're live at. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of cool to see all the different things that are available for young folks as well as uh, older folks. Again, we're seeing all kinds of different age groups uh, here um, enjoying the uh, exhibits. And they've got this. I'm looking at this map, Pete, and they've got this, uh, you know, floor plan filled with all kinds of different exhibits and exhibitors, mm-hmm. everything from the, uh, the you know tackle companies to um, you know different uh, uh, you know divers world you know different things to to get yourself out there and then um, uh, we're, we there's a whole retriever tr- trainer uh, <laughs> exhibit and a kid's oh, archery shoot. Of a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just walked there's, by. There's more dogs here than I've ever, have ever seen at the convention center. You know, there's a rock climbing zone. Also, there's a, uh, an ability for kids to fish in the live trout pond, just five bucks for five minutes. And you can fish in the, in the pond there. It's kind of cool that way. Maybe, and, maybe uh, I could catch my second fish of my life, Josh. <laughs> I think it might be for the kids, Pete. Well, but, John Lash is over there fishing. Well, yeah, because he's demonstrating for the television oh, I people, see. you know. 
Uh, but yeah, Shane, uh, we are, you know, we're, we love being alive. We're, we're talking to a lot of friends that, uh, uh, have picked up on the radio station, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's good. I, I just walked good. back. I was, I was, uh, in my producer role. I was trying to track down another guest. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, are, are we, are we getting um, close? Unsuccessfully. I, unsuccessfully. I can't okay. find him. So yeah. Okay. But Bobby Hart was going to be on and I don't know where he is. So all right. Well, we'll yeah, we're find looking him. For him. Maybe we can find so, him. So Bobby Hart, if you're listening, come join us. <laughs> come join us. Stop writing songs for the monkeys and <laughs> right. for the get monkeys. over yeah. yeah. Tommy, J- <laughs> Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. So, you know, I'm excited about tomorrow because a friend of mine is going to be uh, uh, giving a fishing seminar, Techniques for Lake Erie Walleyes Using Jet and Dipsy Divers, and it's Pete Alex. Captain Pete Alex is going to be uh, around. Alex. You know, Pete, absolutely. Yes. Pete, Pete is a, a major fisherman on the open, the open waters. Wow. I almost say open seas, but it's not a sea. The open waters of Lake Erie. Does so, he have an eye patch and a hook? <laughs> no, he does not. But Arr. he gets a lot. He gets some great. He gets some great catches out there. Wow. Uh, on the seas for sure. So yeah, Pete Alex is uh, here to give seminars. And again, like we said, uh, Bawana Jim's Wildlife Show, and it's an ongoing event throughout the uh, throughout the show here. And so you know, just kind of on a regular. Uh, basis, he's pulling out his little his turtles, his snakes, his snakes, <laughs> his his owls. Shaney, why don't you go get Bawana Jim? I I would love to have him bring his menagerie. Well, that's that's fine. <laughs> I don't could, have a problem with snakes or see... reptiles. No? Uh, no, I'm okay with them. Oh. Yeah, you're, as you're long okay as he doesn't with... bring spiders. Oh, oh you're I'm not a, with anything. You know, they, he probably feeds spiders to the. To, to the, the snakes. different animals and things. Yeah, I don't do spiders not. in any way. No, more yeah. like mice. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot here to see and do at the Sport and Travel Expo, and of course uh, we've had quite a week here um, uh, of broadcasts here on the uh, the Joel and Natalie show. So we do encourage you to catch up with things and uh, take a listen uh, to uh, different stuff that we have going on. Uh, via our podcast, and so you can you can uh, catch up on our different programs all the way back to when our very first full program with Mayor Joe Schember back on the third of January. Wow. Can you believe it? You know it's this March weekend. Already. Yeah, this That's weekend we're much, celebrating Joe. our two month anniversary. That's amazing. We have entered our third month. You're gonna go Pretty. into the wayback machine, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we've already had a couple of best of shows, and hmm. we're gonna probably do one of those once a month because there's just so much good content in these programs. And so, uh, but again, the beauty of this pro- program is that we give you lots of ways that you can kind of recapture some of the stuff that's available, and that is via the, um, you know, via the online resources on TalkErie.com. So. Hope that you'll do that. Um, we're going to take another break, and we'll have more ahead of the Joel and the Tally Show on the all-new TalkErie.com. We're live from the Bayfront Convention Center for the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. We're going to be live until 6, but we'll be in our booth until 8 o'clock. Come on and buy. Say hello. Uh, pick up a T-shirt. They're $10. It just covers the cost of the t-shirt and you got you got to wear your 
Got to wear your Talk Gary logo proudly, right? And uh, and also you can sign up to win uh, a pair uh, a pack of four tickets. Uh, these are actual game vouchers to the Erie Bayhawks, and so that's that's a that's a good deal. And just um, just need your name and your email address, and you can sign up to win those Bayhawk tickets here uh, at our booth as we are at the. Great Hall South entrance of the Bayfront Convention Center for the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. And coming up um, in just a little bit, tactics to hunting big bucks consistently. Ken Hamill, the Mountain Hollow Game Calls is coming up at 530. And our friend Dave Omer uh, is doing a fishing seminar at 530. Presque Isle, Smallmouth from a kayak. And so... You like bass fishing? Have you tried it on a kayak? Uh, would you ever think Dave Homer? Would you ever picture Dave Homer in a kayak? Well, I, I you know, I, I knew he, he was bass. definitely definitely a sports person, and so he's a sportsman. I didn't know that. And so, yeah, he uh, he obviously he obviously you know went for it and got some skills, and yeah, so now he's absolutely. able to real to really uh, articulate um, you know how to do this well. And the the idea of like making that pool, and you, all you got is a kayak. So really? like, it's not like you have this big boat that you're able to give a lot of leverage from. So that's got to be kind of a, a thrill uh, to pull in one of those, you know, twenty twenty inch yeah. smallmouth bass uh, at the uh, at the tip of uh, the peninsula there uh, between Lake Erie just, and just, Presque Isle Bay. Just think if you uh, snag the sturgeon. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Are they still here? Are they I, still I, don't, I don't. There might be one or two, but I'm not. I'm not thinking that there's a whole lot of sturgeon well, that are left. Again, Erie used to be, you know, this amazing place for sturgeon and for caviar. We had a caviar plant, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred years ago on the peninsula. Believe it or not, isn't that crazy? crazy? Huh? It's the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. Uh, the great outdoors have come to the convention center, and we're glad to join uh, to have uh, joined us on the microphone. I'm getting all uh, uh, starstruck today because we have Bobby Hart. He is a, a you're from the shooting the Bobby Hart Shooting School. Explain what you're what you've got going on there, Bobby, because you've been giving seminars uh, today. You'll be here all weekend, right? Yes, sir. Well, I'm very fortunate to have been born up into one of the accuracy-oriented family riflesmiths. Um, we're now 74 years in business. I'm fourth generation. Wow. And I met up with Tom and the crew here, which is one of my favorite shows because they're such great promoters. Mark and his wife are just fabulous. And my mission and my passion is shooting long range. I, so what does that mean when you say long range? What what does that mean? Well, there's different meanings, but to me, long range is when you have your rifle sighted in, say, for 100 yards, and you go to 200 yards, it takes minutes of angle, so you have to adjust your scope to hit at the next yardage. So minutes of angle going on. So initially, I'm a 1,000-yard shooter, so I sh- usually zero my rifle at 100, and I go all the way to 1,000. Is that right? Wow. wow. Thousand yards, so you're getting close yards. to a mile at this point. Seventeen sixty is a mile, and I've shot way over that. But your your barrier, your average person 
in his whole hunting career will never shoot over 300 yards. Is that right? Yeah. So when you when you are wanting to shoot long range, um, what is the is it is it more for skill and challenge, or does it come into play when you are hunting? Yes, it does come into play. Let's relate to archery. Back in the day, um, if you were on TV or somebody heard of you shooting a deer at 40, 45 yards, it was a it was a no-no. Mm. Today, with the standards of everything getting better, we have better bullets, we have better scopes, everything's a lot better today. And the guys say are doing a much better job at spending time with their gun. Yeah. Basically, all it is is extending your yardage. So if you in- implement the right tools, you have no problem shooting out to five, 600 yards. Incredible. Uh, just the average guy. So Yeah, just the average guy. Requires you having a gun that's very consistent, and we're looking for better than one minute of angle at 100 yards. Once you have that down and your rifle working good, you get an appropriate scope as minutes of adjustment, so it allows you to go to the given yardage that you're shooting mm-hmm. and come back to your initial sight in, and you're good to go. Now, at what point do you consider curvature of the earth? I- I'm thinking about... It's know, flight time. It deals with flight time. Flight time, okay. And the earth is very, spinning very fast, but your bullet is in the air at 1,000 yards, about a second and a half. So your spin drift, there's a lot of variations to come into it, the velocity, the rotation of your bullet. But basically, uh, out to five, 600 yards, it's relatively pretty easy to figure. Okay. Wow. Your wind will have more effect on you than the curvature of the earth. Oh, oh well, sure. That makes a lot of sense. So sure. you... you uh, how do you calculate that? I mean, do you bring well, there, a... There's, an, se- there's several ways you can do it at the school. At my shooting school, my long-range shooting school, I have flags out, and uh, we work at the angle of the flags, and you can p- really relate to it pretty easy. You know, you spend a day or day and a half at it, you get pretty comfortable with it. But in a realistic, simulated hunting situation like I have at my school, yeah, I, I help the guys learn to read the, the goldenrod, the trees... Oh, okay. You know, whatever's there that will focus or give you um, a reference on where to hold, and you just let the bullet drift into your target. We're talking to Bobby Hart. He's uh, uh, presenting here at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo about long-range shooting from his long-range uh, shooting school. And we, we were chatting before we came on the air that you're from uh, eastern Pennsylvania. Yes, I am. I live, I live right near... Uh, Bloomsburg, PA. My mm-hmm. my small town is Nescapec. We're we're a town of thirteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, born and raised there. Um, everybody's friendly at our place. And you know, one thing that I'll I'll, I'll bring out to uh, you folks here. I know you do a lot of a lot of different uh, scenarios and different walks of life. But the brotherhood of what we have in this hall is is. Uh, Shooters and uh, people that look after uh, wildlife and all that, we still work together. It's it's mm-hmm. a very very good uh, attorney to be part of. That that's 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 exciting. You know, I, again, that's one of those things that we don't talk a lot about is that uh, the uh, the affinity not only of the activity but the affinity of the relationships. That's correct. We 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 work together as a team here as. If you were to come to the show, and I'm sure a lot of the folks at home know, when you come to a sports show, there's harmony here. Everybody kind of works together, and uh, we just try to help each other in this fraternity. Let's talk about the beginner, somebody who um, is interested in in rifle shooting. Um, uh, 
there, there's got to be some kind of a minimum. Like you said, your gun has to be consistent. I would think there'd be some kind of minimum threshold, wouldn't there be? Well, everybody's looking for one minute of angle, which is a one-inch group at 100 yards. For me, I'm a quarter. Um, I try to do very, very good. You know, a quarter minute of angle, that's what we're known for is accuracy. Okay. But the average person, um, for you to go to the store and pick up a rifle such as a beginner, yeah. um, I suggest that you get with somebody who, who's familiar with the weapon and mentor you into taking you to the range, showing the proper setup, proper way to adjust the scope, and get you familiarized with your weapon. And then as you go on... Uh, you can continue your education with taking up some courses, and that's my passion. Okay. My passion would be take a couple of guys like you that may have never shot and let you break a milk jug or hit steel at 500 yards. It's, wow. it's very, wow. very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever shot that far. Or... Not not at 500 yards. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of high, Boy Scouts you know, when shooting 22s, you know what I mean? Right. Hey, um, how, how far do the... Uh... The snipers in the military. Well, right now we have a new record is over uh, 2,400 yards. Wow. We have a guy in Canada that, is, that has made a shot with a 50 at 2,400 yards. Wow. It's amazing. That's... And again, learning your weapon, learning the Coriolis, the earth, knowing the ballistics, it's really today, it's a, it's a science, not an art. It's, wow. it's incredible. Would you have to have dead wind to get that kind of distance? You never have dead wind. From the time the bullet exits the barrel, gravity's pulling the bullet towards the earth, and you have to figure into it because if you're shooting a thousand yards, you could have up to ten different wind conditions till the bullet oh, gets course. to the target. Of course, yeah. I mean, you can't control what's happening. Absolutely not. Yeah, that far away, um, yeah. unreal. Talking to Bobby Hart, he is the uh, expert for long range shooting, and uh, you have another uh, uh, presentation at. 630 6 o'clock. tonight. Oh, and then, 630. That's yeah. Correct. And uh, again, you, you're uh, here again tomorrow at 11 and at 5 and um, uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you, you're talking about just the uh, uh, the show itself and in uh, uh, and, and kind of the esprit de corps, the, you know, just the brotherhood and sisterhood of, of folks that come out to the show. Um, uh, talk about hunting, hunting safety and and kids, you know, uh, uh, just that co- kind of generational well, thing, you know. When I grew up, if you didn't, you know, first thing you got, a, you got a cap gun, and then we moved off to our little dark guns, which we all of us <laughs> utilized. <laughs> right. And then you would end up getting uh, the Red Rider BB gun. Which yeah. I, I just got one a few years ago, Bobby. Did you really? I did. My, I think my kids bought it for me. He's reliving the 50s yeah. all over and again. And I have a Howdy Duty doll, yeah, too. No, yeah, we're not talking about that. Did you put your name in this stock? <laughs> I didn't, but I, but if you tell me how, I will. All right, so you, you, you go to the Red Rider, and then what happens? Well, if, if you get at that point when you get a Red Rider, either your grandfather or your uncle or somebody that's going to mentor you, once you get your your Red Rider down and you get consistent, you get good enough, then you're going to break into a 22 rimfire. Mm-hmm. So that comes into the training aspect, and action is what everybody likes today. On a computer, you don't have action, but if you take a young boy out and you take a, a BB gun out and he hits a couple cans, you hear the tink, and then you take a 22 out and you set uh cans 12 ounce cans of soda when you hit it it's enough pressure they'll explode and it's a process of elimination as you move up the ladder until you get to the course through life 
of moving up as far as caliber of rifles or shotguns. And then finally you get into the point where, you know, you've achieved every basic rifle and shotgun that you would utilize in either either trap shooting or uh, shooting a, a competition. Uh, and uh, in your neck of the woods uh, is 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 the uh, you know the the gun um, you know is is there a lot of uh, uh, you know people that enjoy shooting trap shooting is there the gun clubs that are, are pretty active? I, I'm I'm really proud to say that we have a shooting team at our school, our local school. Um, they have a shooting team which is extremely competitive. They come in second place in the competition. Oh, wow. But one thing I will share with you folks, and you may not know this, um, it's very odd because with their, when they first started pulling the shooting team in, they were worried about insurance. Well, as far as as I know, um, there's never been an accident in it, and shooting is the cheapest form of insurance mm. that there is in, in sports. Wow. Because yeah. we've never really had an accident that I'm aware of. So, you, you know, um, just kind of a cultural reference. Uh, I went to a local Catholic preparatory school. Nice. Graduated in 1967, and they had a, a rifle range in the basement of the school yeah. where they had a shooting club. Yes. Now, they don't have that any longer. Right. So there's the 60s, and, right. you know common i don't know how common it was right. but we had one same with me you know i i was very fortunate to grow up and i went to a vocational school columbia montour votech is the school i went to and when i was a senior in high school every one of us now everybody had their styles and i know you guys are going to get a little chuckle out of this when i graduated high school if you didn't have Black Converse All-Stars. Black ones, huh? The black ones. We're hot in our school. <laughs> right. So I That's know you funny. guys see them walking around yeah. today, and we get a little chuckle because, you know, you see yeah. them coming the back. The chucks, yeah, right? Yeah. But with that being said is every one of us that were outdoorsy kids or farmers mm. at the vocational school, we all had buck 110 knives. You didn't think nothing of it. You had wow. the brass bolster. You know, you just carried it. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever thought of anything about it. Yeah. And... uh I had a pickup truck, and I had a gun rack in my... my <laughs> right, in the back of your Everybody truck. did. Yeah. And, you know, you just didn't think of that today. Mm-hmm. Society today has changed a lot. Absolutely. But I want to share something with you guys that is probably off the cuff and you don't realize. I'm now on the board of directors for a new company called SOS, and it's called Shields Our Schools. Hmm. There's no protection in our schools today, and the industry is getting a very bad rap about this. And we have developed devices to go into schools that a five-year-old little boy, if a perpetrator come into school and tried to change our way of life, and uh, we've come up with new products to implement if you would have a situation. So I'm very, very proud to be on that board, and uh, we're going to try to protect our kids because... We all know we didn't have to deal with that when we were high school. None of us did. We didn't have to worry about somebody coming Nothing. in and changing our way of life. Nothing. It doesn't seem like um, that the tactics yet have gotten to the point where our schools are fortresses. They're, they're, or, they are or, fortresses. They're, 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 uh, uh, they're trying to fortify them, but they're still such soft targets. They are. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we're not going to get there politically. We're going to get there with the mama bears and the soccer moms coming mm-hmm. and say, look, 
We need to do this. And our goal and our mission with it is not to have any costs incurred to the schools. We're going to have it brought in and situated where we protect our kids. So that's our mission today. Talking to Bobby Hart, he is a, a long-range shooting expert. We're live from the Bayfront Convention Center uh, for the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. Anything we do in life requires the right tools. If you want to do a good job, you have to have the tools that it takes to do the proper job. So what I'm trying to do is instill a few things that are really important to give you the ability. If you see the deer of your life and it's beyond your comfort zone, yardage-wise, I want you to have the confidence to know that you can humanely take that animal down. Wow. Okay. And, and that's basically what I'm here for. And to answer any questions that anybody would have, there's there's a lot of questions. You know, I have some guys who will come in and say, you know, I was out hunting one day and it was cold out. I pulled the trigger on my rifle, didn't fire. Why? So I try very much, and what is my passion is, is to help people with questions that they couldn't get answered from anywhere else. Sure. I enjoy doing it. Um, I feel that... I want to be a steward of our industry, a steward of, of what I do in my life. And in order to do that, I need to spend time. But it takes people asking the questions. Right. The, 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 um, wh- where, where do you feel that hunting in Pennsylvania is at right now? Because uh, our state senator, Dan Laughlin, is the is chairman of, uh, I think, the, the, the hunting or game uh, committee in the Senate. And he's introduced a bill for Sunday hunting. Uh, he's he's pretty passionate about that. There's there's arguments for and against that. Um, you know, there, there's some some needs to have uh, um, protection for the hikers and things because that might be their usually their only day to sure. be out in the woods, right? But uh, you know, but also there's there's less hunters in the woods. Period. There Talk is. about all that. There is. And a lot of it has to do with life itself, okay? You can't get off work, so I'm going to throw a scenario at it. And, again, guys, whatever whatever the people in charge of the game commission or our house of representatives, whatever they say we're going to do, I'll, I'm fine with. But if you ask me would I like to have Sunday hunting, absolutely, and I'll tell you why. We can do everything else on Sunday. You can, you can play golf. You can do all this. And, again, it's just a different scenario. As I come into town here, I was impressed that you guys have a, like a, I don't know if you want to call it a river walk, but there's a walkway that's all the way around here. Yeah, it's public access is huge for the bay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strong value. And I I really, I think that that would be just a a little bit of change. You're going to get a little push either way, but whatever they say, yes. And let me explain why that. I personally think that it's a great thing because we would have a lot more people coming in from outer state. Now, you think of this. I have friends that I have in New York and some in Ohio. They want to come in and hunt with me. If they fly, if they drive in on a Friday night, we get to hunt one day, and Sunday they drive back. Yeah. So it's, it would be a lot more value, I would think, if a guy would come in and buy a license on Friday and hunt Saturday and Sunday, he would get more out of his buck. So I would say if you ask me personally, yeah, I would I would go for it. To be able to hunt do you Sunday. think uh, the younger generations, the millennials, and the Generation Z now are uh, there's hunters there, or are they is it going away? You know that's a great question, and I noticed this year at Harrisburg, which is the biggest sh- uh, show in the Eastern United States. I saw more youth at that show than I ever have in the last five years. 
I think trendy is coming into change. There's a lot more people exercising outdoors. There's a lot more people kayaking, biking, and just in general. The outdoor sports are, are going to take full, full change because I think today the kids, you know, when we're, going, when we're growing up in life, there's things that we did that were really cool. And I think a lot of people are realizing that it's now cool to be in the outdoors. And uh, some of the things that you guys are going to get a chuckle out of, retro is back. Um, when we had, uh, we put on our, our world championship shoots, we had uh, a local uh, place that sold trailers. They would bring in the little Scotty trailers. And I don't know if you guys know what Scotty trailers are. They were, they were a, a, a little bubble trailer that was a, a, like an aqua blue and a white. They're back. The other thing that I notice is all the insurance companies, Progressive, uh, some of the other ones, they're bringing out the Ford Bronco and the and the uh, old Blazer and uh, the old International Scout. You know, retro's wow. back. That's incredible. So we, we again, we're talking to Bobby Hart. Uh, we got about a, a minute and a half left, Bobby, and uh, um, just kind of give an invitation to folks to come out. And uh, and and chat with you and ask the questions that are well, I, that I, burning. I would like to anybody out there that would like to come in and ask me any questions, or if you had trouble with your weapon, or you just want to learn a little more about how to get involved a little more. Uh, not so much even with hunting, even shooting. If you if you want to extend your range and you you feel that man, five hundred yards is a long way. It's really not. There's only a few things that you guys would have to change on the rifle you now own to get it to where it's accurate enough and add a scope that had a target turret on it that allow you to go to 500 and come back to a given zero. So these are the things that I'm passionate about, and uh, I'm really excited about working with new people and trying to get some of our youth. That's our biggest thing. Our youth is our future. So we can get youth into the outer doors. Uh, some of the older folks at home is you guys. You know what it was like the first time you went on your first squirrel hunt, your first rabbit hunt. It's exciting. So I want to give people the chance and give them the right tools that they can do the right job. Appreciate it so much. Bobby Hart, he's here all weekend at the Erie Sport and Travel Expo, including his uh, seminar coming up here at 6.30 tonight. Uh, Bobby Hart's long-range shooting, uh, able to kind of help you dial it in and maybe extend your extend your range so that when you're out in the field, uh, that, that buck that's just maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone can be pulled into your comfort zone. That's right? correct. That is the word. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, we are uh, live from the Bayfront Convention Center for the Erie Sport and Travel Expo. News is next, and then more of the Joel Natale Show on a getaway weekend. And get away by coming to the convention center and having some fun. Lots of stuff, especially for the kids here as well, with rock climbing walls and fishing in the trout pond. Really Really, really cool, fun stuff. I'm Joel Natale. We're live from for the all new talkerie.com.